Hello everyone, this is your girl Lita Bell, joining again with another podcast. Today, I'm going to be reading from the book of Ecclesiastic, um, third chapter, first verse. But first I want um, to read um, out of my spirit-led Bible, um, a devotion. Um, for such a time it says, um, and it says, um, the seasons of life. In life, there can be times of multiplication, but there can also be times of drought and hardship. Have you ever noticed how these seasons of life mirrors the passing of the natural seasons of winter, spring, summer, and fall? Just there are seasons in nature. Our lives have seasons. Um, some of our bearing are cold. Some are filled with new hope and new life. And some seasons we plant and we water. And we don't see anything come up for a while. But when comes the harvest, but then comes the harvest season. If you're a winter season right now, don't quit or get discouraged. Spring is coming in your life. Just as surely as as it comes in the natural realm every year. God hasn't stopped multiplying you. Your season of increase is coming if you simply keep believing. Um, And then um, it says in Ecclesiastic, the third chapter, um, starting at the first verse, it says, A time for everything. It says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear Tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Um, and I, I love this scripture. It's beautiful. And it, it's speaking for such a time as this. Because, you know, many of us is in that season right now where you just got to know the season that you're in. There's a season of, you know, sometimes drought. There's a season of of sorrow, that's a season of multiplying. There's, there's just a lot of seasons. You just got to know the season that we're in. And then we're going to go on um, to the ninth verse um, with Ecclesiastic. Um, and, you know, that was a beautiful scripture. I love that that scripture. It's, it's just beautiful. Um, and it says, the ninth verse, it says, What benefits does the worker have in his toll? As in the task that God has given to sons of men to be concerned with, he has made everything beautiful in its appropriate time. He also has he also puts up security in our in their hearts, so that no one comes to know the work that God has done from the beginning to the end. I experience that there is nothing better for them than to be glad and to do good good in their life, and also that everyone should eat and drink and experience good in their labor. This is a gift of God. I have perceived that everything that God has done will be lasting. 
and to this there is nothing to be added, and from it there is nothing to be taken away. And God has done this so that his presence means his presence men fear him, that which has already been been and what is to come has already been. And God seeks out what has been driven away. And then it goes on to the tenth verse where it says, The vanity of injustice. Moreover, I saw what was under the sun. In the place of justice, there was wickedness. In the place of righteousness, there was wickedness. I thought in my heart, God will bring judgment to the righteous and the wicked. For there is an appropriate time for every matter indeed. Then I thought in my heart regarding the account of sons of men. God is making clear to them to show that they are but animals. For what befalls the son of men befalls animals. As one dies, so, so dies the other. This one breath for all of them there is no advantage for man and any more than animals. For all is vanity. And all, all, go, to, uh, all go to one, one place. All from the dust and all return to all from the dust and all return to dust. Who knows whether the spirit of man goes upward and the spirit of animal goes down to the earth. So I saw that there is nothing better than a man should rejoice in his labor, but there for that is his reward, for who he will bring him to see what will happen after his life. In chapter uh, four it says under uh, Chapter 4, evil under the sun. Again, I saw all types of oppression that are done under the sun. Look, the tears of the oppressed, and no one was there to comfort them. And there was force from the hand of the oppressor, and no one was there to comfort them. And I thought the fortunate were the dead, and who, and who had already died, even more than the living who was still alive, and still better than both. Is he who has not been who has not seen the evil deeds that are under the sun. Then I saw that all told and every skillful word come from one man's envy of one another. There is also vanity and like chasing the wind. The fool folds his hands and eats his own flesh. Better is full of hands of quietness than handfuls of toil chasing the winds. Again, I saw vanity under the sun. That the man who is alone, neither having son or brother, and there is not an end to all his toll. His eyes are not satisfied with, with riches to say, For whom do I labor, and cause my life to lack good things? And this is vanity and burdensome task. Two are better than one, because there is good reward for their labor together. For if they fall, then one will help up his companion. But woe to him who is alone, when he falls, and has no one to help him up. Also, two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm by himself, if someone moved uh, overpowered another by himself? Two, th- two together can withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Better is a poor and wise youth than an old and foolish king, who will no longer be a bondage. For out of prison he has come to ring, even though he was born poor to the kingdom. Then I saw all those who lived and, and walked under the sun, along with the next youth. He 
and youth who will arrive in the king's place. There is no end of all the people to all who were before them, yet though those who come later will not rejoice to him in him. Surely this also is vanity in chasing the wind. And it says chapter twenty uh about chapter you know I cannot see y'all. Um chapter five it says guard your steps when you enter the house of God and draw draw near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know what they are doing evil. Do not be quick to speak with your mouth, not let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven, and you are on earth, on the earth. Therefore, may your words be few, for a dream comes when there is a great burden, and a foolish voice when there are many words. When you make a vow to God, do not delay in fulfilling it, because he has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill what you have vowed. Better is that you do not make a vow than you make than you make a vow and not fulfill it. Do not let your mouth cause you to sin, and do not say before the messenger that it was not an error. Why should God be angry with your words and destroy the works of your hands? For when there is an abundance of dreams and fruitfulness, then words increase too. Therefore it is God you should fear. If you see in the distract the oppression of the poor and the violent pervasion of justice and righteousness, do not be astonished at the matter. For the high official is watched over by an even higher official, and there is even higher official over them. But this is an advantage to the land in every way, like a king committed in covalted field. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money. Nor he who loves abundance will with increase. No, let me excuse me. Nor he who loves abundance with increase. This is also its vanity. When there is an increase of good things, then there is an increase of those who devour them. And what profits have their owners except to see them with their eyes? Sweet is the sleep of laboring man, whether he eats a little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not let him sleep. There is a grave misery that I have seen under the sun. When riches were kept by the owner to his herd, and those riches were lost in more misfortune business still, and although he has a son, there is nothing to there is nothing at all to put his hand as he come came from his mother's womb. Naked shall he return and uh, naked shall he return to go as he came. He shall take nothing from his labor, which he may carry away in his hands. This is also grievous evil. Just as he came, so shall he go. And what profit is there to come? And what profit is there to him who toils for the wind? Moreover, in all his days he eats in darkness, while he is greatly irritated in sickness and in anger. This is what I have seen to be good. It is fitting to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all his labor, and which tolls under the sun all the days of his life, which God has given him, for this is his reward. Also, all, and also everyone to whom God has given wealth, possessions, given him power to enjoy them, and to receive his reward to rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. For he will not 
not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with the joy in his heart. There is an evil that I have have seen under the sun, and it lies heavy in all mankind. A man to whom God gives wealth, possession, and honor, so that there is so that there is no one in his life from among anything that he desires. Yet God yet God does not give him the ability to eat from them because another man eats and enjoys from his possessions. This is vanity and tormented injustice. If a man's father father a hundred children and lives many years, so that the days of his years are many, but his soul is not satisfied with life's good things, and he has no burial, I say that a stillborn child is better off than he, for it comes in vanity and departs in darkness, and in darkness his name is covered up. Moreover, it has not seen the sun or known anything, yet it finds finds rest than he than he. Though the man may live a thousand years twice over yet, he does not see the good things. Does not everyone go to the same place? All the labor of man is for the for his mouth, yet his appetite is not satisfied. For what benefits is there for the wise over the fool? And what more does the poor man know who walks before others? Better is to be content with the sight of eyes than to have a wandering appetite. And it says, um, I love this this book. Um, um, because it gives devotionals as well. Um, and I'm just going to um, continue to read. Um, and maybe I can find a devotional to um, close this out. Um, but it says, um, this vanity and like chasing the wind, whatever happened, it has already been given a name. And it is known what man is. He cannot contend it with him. Who is stronger than he? The more words, the more vanity. So what profit is there to mankind? For who, uh, for who knows what is good for man while he lives the few days of his vain life which pass like a shadow? For who tells men what will be after them under the sun? Um, I guess I could continue reading. Because um, like I said, this is a good book. It's a beautiful um, book. Um, so yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna do some uh, abbreviation on it afterwards. Um, it says the value of wisdom, chapter seven. A good name is better than one precious ornament. In the day of death, than the day of birth, it is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting. For this is the end of man, all mankind, and the living will lay it to a heart. Lay it to heart. Grief is better than laughter. For with a downcast face, the heart considers the good. The heart of those who are wise is the house of mourning, but the heart of those who are foolish in the house of feasting. It is better to hear the rebuke from a wise man than a man listen to the song of fools. 
For like the crackling sounds of thorns are not pot, so is the mocking laughter of fools. And this is also vanity. For oppression brings confusion to the wise man, and a bribe destroys a man's heart. The end of a matter is better than the beginning of it, and the patient in spirit than the haughty in spirit. Do not be quick in your spirit to be angry, for irritation settles the bosom of fools. Do not say, Why were the earlier days better than those days? For it is not from wisdom that you acquire this. Wisdom is good with an inheritance, and is an advantage to those who see the sun. For the protection of wisdom is like a protection of money, and the advantage of knowledge is the wisdom of preserve the life of him who has it. Consider the work of God, who is able to make straight what he has made crook, and the day of prosperity be joyful. But the day of distress, consider God has made the one as well as the other. For this reason, man will not be able to understand anything that comes after him. I have seen everything in my days of vanity. There is the righteous man who dies in his righteousness, and there is wicked man who extends his life of evil. Do not be excessively righteous, and do not be extremely wise. Why should you, you destroy yourself? Do not be overly wicked, and do not be a fool. Why should you die before your time? It is good that you should take hold should take hold of this and from the other, not withhold your hand. For he who fears God will come out from them all. Wisdom strengthens the wise man, more than ten rulers who are the city. But there is not a righteous man on the earth who only does good and refrains from sin. Do not give heed to everything people say, lest you hear your servant cursing you. Your heart knows that many times you have spoken a curse against others. All this I have tested by wisdom, I say. I will be wise, but it was far from me, that which is far off and exceedingly deep, who can find it out. And I take, and I turn my heart to know and seek and search and wisdom in how things are, and to experience wicked folly and even foolishness and madness. I find more better than death, the woman whose heart is snares and nets, and whose hands are f- fetters, he who pleases God escapes her, but the sinner is taken by her. See, this is what I found, says preacher, adding one thing to another, to find the sum which is which my soul still seeks. But I do not find one man among a thousand. I have found but a woman among all these I have not found. See, this is only I have found that God made a great man, but they have sought out many schemes. Who is like a wise man, and who knows the interpretation of a matter? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the harshness of his face is softened. I say, keep king's commands because of your oath to God. Do not be hasty to leave his presence. Do not take a stand in unpleasant matter, for he does whatever pleases him, for the word of the king is powerful, and who would say to him, What are you doing? He who keeps his command will know evil thing, and a wise heart will know the appropriate time and just way for every matter there is an appropriate time and just a uh, just way. Though a man's distress weighs heavily on him, for he does not know what will happen. 
For who can declare him what will occur? This is not a man with some mastery over the wind and restrained it, nor over the power over the day, day of death. And no one can discharge a battle, nor can wickedness rescue the one possessing it. And all this I saw while applying my heart to every work that is done under the sun. When one man rules over another to the to other hurts. Oh, one man rules over another to the other's hurt. Then I saw the wicked buried. They used to go in and out of the holy place. And they were praised in the city where they did works. This is also vanity. Because the sentence against the evil deed is not executed swiftly. The heart of the son of men is fully set to do evil. Since one who sins may do evil a hundred times in a tense of life. I also experienced that it would be good for those who fear God when they have reverence before him, but it would not be well for the wicked, and he would not prolong his days like a shadow because he does not fear before God. There is a vanity that takes place on the earth, that there are righteous men who are treated according to the deeds of the wicked, and there are wicked men who are treated according to the deeds of the righteous. I said that is also vanity. And I commend joy, for man has nothing better under the sun than to eat, drink, and to be joyful. For he, for this will go with him in his labor all the days of his life, that God has given him under the sun. When I set my heart to know the wisdom to experience the affairs that are done on earth, though days and nights there is no sleep for one's eyes, then I saw of all the work of God that a man cannot comprehend the work that is done under the sun, as much as a man labors to seek, he will not understand. Even if a wise man claims to know, he cannot grasp it. Grasp it. For I consider all this in my heart, so that I will declare it, it all the deeds of the righteous, and the wise are in the hand of God. No man knows whether love or hate awaits them. Both are before him. The same fate comes to all. There is no fate for the righteous and the wicked, for the good and the evil, for the clean and unclean, for him who sacrificed and him who does not sacrifice. As it is the good, so is the sinner. Who, he who takes the oath as he fears the oath. And this is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that the same event happens to all. Truly the heart of the sons of men were filled with evil and folly in their hearts, while they are alive and after they are dead. But for him who is joined to all the living, there is hope for a living dog is better than a dead lion. The living know that w- the living know that they will die, but the dead knows nothing, and they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Um, let's get you some devotion. Okay. Okay. So actually there is a devotion. Um, and it says, what do you model? And it gives a scripture to whatever your hands find to do. Do it with his friends, and this is an Ecclesiastic 9 to 10. Um, the devotional reads How hard do your children see you work? 
at what you do. Are you setting an example of excellence in your household? For them to amuse, what do you do that will follow and the pace you set and the pace that will work, they will run? My husband likes to say, the speed of a leader is the speed of a group. If you sit at home during the day, watching television or playing computer games for hours, you have risked your kids grow up to do exactly the same with their precious time. Walking into one destiny is probably ought not to be called a walk in reality. It could often be a strenuous climb. Success is not going to happen by accident. A successful adult don't just spontaneously uh, collide. Most success- successful adults we know were raised to believe hard work and tenacious dedication are the pathways to success. A tangible reward of financial, social, spiritual success naturally follows the work needing to achieve them to those who say success is a matter of love. Offer the theory that the harder we work, the luckier we become. It is our job to set the example to teach our children the value of delicacy. I can't pronounce that, y'all. What you model that will follow. We attenuate intentionally created an atmosphere and house where our daughter's gifts were nature celebrated and honored. We set high expectations. We set standards of excellence in every area of our home life. She knew we we wouldn't let her slack of any area because we model a job well, well done in our own work. We ever and amplified daily and large things in small that anything worth is worth doing well and that anything worth having is worth working for. Franny knew growing up that I loved to cook and entertain. I tend to go out when we have people over. I make pretty much everything I cook from scratch. And I have a passion for good food and making people feel special and welcome. When they come to my house, it is such a passion for me that I started my own blog about a year ago to share my favorite recipes and cooking how to do's. So she knew when we entertained that we weren't going to be cutting corners. We used good china and good silverware. We were going to be cooking, baking, cleaning, and all other things it takes to entertain, offer a hospitality. And she was going to help me. I knew I was set an example for her, not only in hospitality, hospitality, but also taking in the time to do things well with excellence. As a wife and mom, now she's a gracious hostess who provides wonderful hospitality for her friends and family. And this is coming from the Spirit-led um, Bible. And it's just, it's not a coincidence why um, I got this book. I actually got this book from a Christian store. And it was just something about this Bible. Like, um, I read the back. I was like, okay, spirit-led Bible. It was just something about spirit-led Bible and the spirit-led Bible for women. But also, you know, always go back to the King James Bible as well. Um, but this book is easy for me to understand. And sometimes I go to a children's book because, hunty, y'all, I do have a learning disability. And even for people that don't have a disability, if you can't understand something, get something that you can 
understand. Um, so the Spirit Led Bible it actually comes from the modern English version MEV. It's the most modern translation produced in the King James tradition within the last um, 30 uh, years. Um, so I was reading the back of the Bible. Um, but this was something that I could understand. And when I got this book, I didn't know what it was going to be like. Um, but when I started reading, I was like, okay, I can understand the Bible a little bit more better than the King James Version. Like, <laughs> like thou and art thou. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. But getting back to the book of Ecclesiastes, where, um, I was reading, um, hold on, just a second, a time for everything, just getting back to that, and knowing the seasons of, you know, where you currently are at, I know for me, I'm in that season of, uh, you know, being stripped, and it's just, it's a time to, you know, go through. It's a time to be reborn. It's the time to plant. Um, it's a time to to heal for me. It's a time to to break down, but also it's a time to to build me back up. It's a time to weep, meaning you know just to weep. You know it's it's, it's okay to cry, and it's also time to to laugh. You know, it's a time to, to mourn. It's a time to dance. You know, some of us is going to, you know, mourn. And it's going to be a time that we're going to dance again, you know. But you got to know the season. And, and the season, you know, right now is just a preparation season for me. And, you know, it's a time and a place for everything, you know. And we just have to go through it um, and just keep on pushing, keep on fighting keep on persevering it ain't over until god says it's over you know god knows what he's doing he knew the plan before we was um knitted in our mother's womb and so he knows the story he knows the testimony we should tell he created the story he knows what it's going to be like he knows when we're going to make mistakes he knows when we're going to get blessed he knows it. he he that designed our story just for us and so we just got to know the season that we're in and just whether it's a good season we gotta you know take it in the grace whether it's a bad season take it in the grace a trying season take it in the grace you know and not complain about it because god knows what he's doing knows what he's doing so we have to just take it all in the grace if there's Things that's trying to still kill and destroy us. We we still have to take it in the grace. Because, you know, God knows us. He's walking before us. And he's not going to let anything bad happen to us. Um, and so we just have to learn how to just continue to take it into the grace. Um, yeah. Um, and I just wanted, when I, when I started reading this in my prayer life, well, my prayer my prayer moment and you know my my Jesus time um I was in the book of East Scholastic and I was like oh I gotta do a podcast with this and you know because some of us are in that season where it's just a time for everything it's just a time you know and we just gotta trust the season we gotta trust it like 
it ain't going to stay like this forever. Like, if you're having a bad season or, like, just a trying season, it's not going to last forever. It's just a, a preparation we got to go through. Um, and... Um, I'm going to read this and then want to sign out. And actually, I'm going to be doing... Um, A devotion, um, but I'm not gonna be reading the scripture from uh, Habakkuk. But it's a devotion that comes with this part, particular um, book. Um, but it says, "Waiting on the Lord," um, and it says, um, "Most of the time, when we enter into a battle." There is a period of waiting until we reach the battle's conclusion. You might be thinking, how in the world will waiting help anything? But throughout the scriptures, the Lord tells us again and again to wait upon him. To us, waiting is simply passing the time until we get to something that we want. But political waiting is altogether different. Political waiting is a full activity. It is not wasted time. Even Jesus had to wait in obedience to his father. I wonder how long Jesus knew he was the Messiah before he launched into his ministry at 33. Perhaps he could have commanded miracles when he was six or cast out demons when he was two, but he didn't. Jesus' father, Joseph, passed away sometime between the time Jesus was 12. And when Jesus began his ministry at age 30, as Jesus watched his early earthly dad pass away, as much as he as much as he may have wanted to wanted to uh, I find my word my mm, I can't see y'all have wanted to have wanted to he stood back and did not use his God power to raise Joseph from the dead. It was not until Jesus' time. Jesus had to wait to reveal his true identity unto the Father's perfect time, even though it meant losing a member of his family. But waiting is not without purpose. It is an important factor to a king to God's kingdom, and God expresses that to us again and again. Waiting on the Lord means choosing not to make something happen for ourselves. Outside God's will for us. Abraham wanted a child so badly that he slept with his maidservant. Even though God had told him that his wife, Sarah, would bury him a child, Abraham just couldn't stand to wait. We would avoid so many messes if we would be obedient in the waiting. A believer who is willing to wait on the Lord is not an easy target for the devil. The enemy may try to strike a tribute blows to such a Christian, but while, but after a while, he will realize that this believer will not be moved from the faith. And he will eventually give up. Many Christians do not conquer simply because they are tired out and therefore forfeit God's best. Some of the most difficult times we will ever face as believers will, will be times of great waiting on the Lord. Satan can move more easily disarmed us from from us when we are waiting without exercising faith. 
That's why when we are in a great battle and our faith is better challenged, it seems the blows from the devil increase. The devil, uh, the weight is in the battle that has made us weary. So the enemy strikes again, creating a bigger battle. Wait with a vilicant heart. Do not lower your stance just because the wait seems longer than you first thought it would be. Fill your waiting with faith. Take a stand and decide that you will not grow impatient with God's plan. Do not let the devil convince you to take a bite of his carrot. Anything God has promised is just worth the wait. And this just all ties back into the book of Ecclesiastes. You know, there's, you know, everything is underneath the sun. Like, it's a time to dance. It's a, it's a time to, you know, uh to mourn it's the time to be birthed it's the time to be planted and all those things and you know and it's also time right now you know there's many of us that's still waiting on the lord to do what he said he's going to do and so it's, it just ties back into even if the devotion is coming from the book of habaka it still ties into the book of ecclesiastic and i, I think that's just confirmation you know <clears throat> this podcast um that it's just worth the wait you know everything that god has promised is just worth the wait and so we just got to hang on in there you know god's word is not going to come back for whatever he promised it's going to come to pass we just got to put in the word keep on being obedient keep on pressing keep on fighting keep on keeping the faith keep on recharging our faith keep on recharging our spirit because you know god is going to come through with for us we just have to Stand still and just wait upon the Lord. You know, just wait upon it. And um, just continue to know the season. This doesn't go to you. It also goes out to me. You know, I always like to use myself in the equation because I'm speaking on this because I'm in that season now. Everything I speak on, I'm actually, you know, just going through it and speaking on it. Like, you know, I'm in that season too. I'm in that moment. I'm, you know, it's just me teaching while I'm going through or, you know, speaking, you know, um, and, you know, just right now it's just in that season where it's just, whoo, where you at, Lord? (laughs) But, you know, I have to go through it. I have to go through the storm. I have to go through the rain sometimes. I have to go through a, a, a season where, you know, I'm tested. I have to go through that season where, um, I have to be stripped. I have to go through that season. All seasons is not going to be a good season. Just because you are favored by God or you're known by God does not exempt you. You've got to go through it. you you got to have some hardship season. You have to go through a season where, you know, you're lacking. you got to go through a season where it's, it's drought. You have to go through a season where you're not, you know, getting anything. Things are being taken away. And you just got to know the season. And like that, like I said, this is the season for me. And it's like, at first I thought, you know, when it was first coming up, it was like, oh, the Lord is angry at me. But then I remembered the prophecy. And I always remember what words then have spoken over me. And, you know, and when it when it feels like it connects with my spirit, it's like, oh, yeah. And, you know, don't don't fear that because God has you. Remember the words that have been spoken over your life. And, you know, it ties back in. Um, just everything that I'm going through, it just ties up the prophecy that God has spoken. Um, and just don't worry. 
you know, and I believe God has me. You know, God is going before me. Him and his angels are going before me. And it's nothing to worry about. It's just something that has to take place. And it's something that is just stripping me. And it's maturing me. It is just bettering me. It's just, you know, I'm just loving just everything that God is doing for me. It may seem like it's hard. Ooh, yes. But it is for my good. And I'm just taking it. I'm taking, I'm taking the L's. Like when God says... Mm-mm, you can't have this yet. I'm just taking the L. Because <laughs> I know God is going to replace it with something better. And so you just have to keep that mindset too. Just remember the season that you're in. And just remember trouble doesn't last always. Because good things are going to come. If you faint not. And if you keep the faith. And you keep on pressing. You're going to see that it was so, so, so much, so much worth the wait. And you just stay encouraged. And I should do the same. And until next time, remember God's love. It's the best love to ever have and to receive. His love tops all other loves. His love has that TLC kind of love, honey. His love is simply, truly the best. I tell you, it is simply, truly the best. Now, remember, to always empower it forward, it does make a difference. Remember to always be kind. It speaks of your character. It speaks of the fruit that you produce. And always lend a helping hand, not wanting anything in return. Let your fruit work speak for you. Let it speak for you. Let it speak your character. Let it speak what you represent about. Always, always, always empower forward. Always slay to your goals. Always make your dreams come reality. Keep on stepping in the face. Keep on believing in you. Keep on keeping on because better days are ahead. And remember, butterflies, there ain't nothing. And I mean nothing that you can ever, 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 ever do. Then let me start saying smooches to your butterflies. Now, until next time, you stay sweet now. I got to go. Toodles. Talk soon. God bless. Shalom.